All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well. Staying safe. Staying healthy out there. And it actually, it actually is a Friday edition, so got that going for me today. Hope you got uh, big plans for the weekend. Spend some time with your friends and family. We're doing what you enjoy doing most. Hopefully the weather cooperates. The plan is for me is to, if anybody cares, the plan is for me to uh, log some miles and on the bicycle and continue to put forth training for the big bike ride coming up in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting. And also continue working toward the goal of 2,000 miles. I've slowed down just a little bit. Um, well, we didn't do too bad, but just would like to be a little bit farther than I am coming into the end of July, but it is what it is. And so hopefully we'll get some good miles in, keep on track and then, uh, meet that goal of 2000 for 2023. So being that it is a Friday, we're getting into the weekends and we're going to lighten things up today. So I'll cover a little fishing Friday and then kind of go from there, I guess. So I haven't had much of a chance. I think I mentioned this before in the past few years of getting out and fish like I used to. Um, that was one of the things, I guess, one of the quote-unquote positive, if you want to call it that, during COVID was being able to work from home and then fish um, you know, several times a day, get out early in the morning, go over for my lunch break, after work, whatever. So that was nice to be able to get all that time in. Um, but the priority for the last few years has been the cycling and, and just the fitness part of it and taking care of myself a little bit better. Uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoy fishing. I love it. It's great. You do, yeah, there's some walking involved, but it's not quite the same amount as it is if you're riding your bike. So that was the decision that I had made to kind of push fishing aside and, and just kind of prioritize on biking when the weather is is good and and kind of you know leave the fishing for the early spring or you know in fall when things aren't quite as as nice for uh, cycling so when i do get a chance or do have an opportunity to try to take take advantage of it get out um and so this week was one of those days this week's when i did get a, chance, a couple chances to get out and um do some fishing so um on the fishing trip, I did stop by the St. Croix uh, rods up there in, in Park Falls, Wisconsin. And so that was a great opportunity. Would like to spend more time there, um, but uh, it was a neat opportunity to, to finally get into that place and see it a little bit. Um, it's really interesting to see how this big global, I would say, corporation, quote-unquote, I guess, corporation, uh, global company, um, located there in, in a small town in, in northern Wisconsin. So it was kind of interesting to visit there and kind of look around a little bit. But the the real reason why I wanted to get up there was to uh, purchase an additional rod. So uh, I've really enjoyed my Mojo Bass one I've got, um, but it's um, you know kind of more geared towards spinning. It's a medium-heavy uh, seven-footer um, and just really can't get into those heavier baits so or heavier lures i should say so 
So I wanted to get something that would allow me to throw, to cast those a little bit heavier um, lures. Seeing um, the swim baits and the glide baits and things like that, which are um, you know quite a bit heavier than a half ounce jig that I typically throw or a half ounce chatter bait that I uh, typically throw. So I wanted to look for something in that area and then um, kind of build out from there. So uh, decided to, based on just the, the sale that they had going on, um, to go ahead and stick with the Mojo Bass. So I purchased another Mojo Bass. And this time I went to a heavy uh, rod. So it's a, it's a, instead of being a medium heavy um, tension or rod, you know, to it uh, strength-wise, I decided to bump up to the heavy. So we're all adults here, so I'll say it's a little stiffer, a little stiffer rod. Uh, and so it gives me that chance to be able to bump up and throw those uh, heavier lures. And then also they'll give me that strength, you know, with the frog and, and uh, top water and things like that. So, you know, right now for my top water stuff, I'm just using an old 6.6 that I've got. It will take those heavier uh, lures also, uh, but it's a 6.6. It's still a medium heavy, so it doesn't have quite that strength, but still pretty strong um, and allows me to, you know, pretty much uh, get the fish out of the, the moss and the garbage and junk there if I do try, if I do get hung up, but I would love to have that support uh, and that ability to do that with that heavier, so that made sense. The other thing and, and interesting part of it is a bump it up from a seven foot, seven foot to a seven four. So, uh, like I was talking to the sales guy, you know, the rods way back were when I upgraded, I guess, to start fishing uh, bait casters. I think the first one was like a six foot, maybe. Uh, the next one's a six six, and I thought, wow, you know, that's you know, that's pretty long going to a six six, and then I went to a seven. Um, but two years ago, so I've, I've always been in those six sixes bumped to, uh, or I guess I was, it might've been a seven before that anyway, or before that. But anyway, so within the last few years, I bumped up to a seven and now we're going up to seven, four. So it's crazy. In fact, the guy even said that he's got some guys that are fishing seven foot uh, tens and eight footers. So that's crazy. Uh, but it, you know, I guess if, if the application works then it works, but it's whatever you want to do. And I decided that, you know, Hey, let's just not get too crazy too carried away we'll go seven foot four and then go with the heavy one so hadn't chance hadn't had a chance to fish it yet i did take that opportunity this week i did decide to tie on um a couple glide baits swim bait um lures didn't have any bites on them didn't have any action so uh but also took out um uh, a couple other lures with me some top water uh, did throw a um Whopper plopper did throw a couple of other ones in there uh, for top water. So just didn't see any activity there on a couple days on those. Um, also tried to throw um, a couple of other uh, soft baits there, but just didn't get any didn't get any activity on them. So. I uh, decided to go back again uh, yesterday evening, took again the Whopper Plopper out, and then also took a uh, Chatterbait, so the Jackhammer Chatterbait that I uh, just recently bought. So with the, I think it was the B-Height, um, B-Height, B-Height uh, color. Uh, so it's the water clarity up there's a little clear. It's still kind of a stained, a little bit river, but it's got enough flow to it that, it, you know, if they don't have a lot of 
rain and whatnot, a lot of wind, it stays pretty clear. So a little clearer water versus with some of the stuff that I fish around here. Um, so I tied that on that seven foot four um, because I didn't have it set up yet to go with a with a braided line uh, to fish the top water. So I just really wasn't ready to to move over there yet in that capacity. Uh, so again, nothing really on the top water. I had seen the night before that uh, a couple of nice small mouth that were kind of trolling the edges, and they weren't, um, you know, interested in anything. And that's funny, you know, because it also used, I guess, I forgot to say the Ned rig. That's what it was, the Ned rig. So they weren't even interested in the Ned rig. Um, you know, it just, they were just really tight, really just really finicky, and they are, it seems like that. they're that way. I mean, when they shut off, they shut off. Um, they just aren't really interested. And this was later in the evening also, so I thought maybe they might be coming up and feeding or looking for some food, but not really. They were just kind of patrolling the edges um, and just really kind of just not really chasing anything even. So, But back to last night again with, the, with that um, uh, Chatterbait, the um, uh, jackhammer one. I love that one. It gets a lot of nice vibration to it. So I threw that one out there uh, quite a bit. And really didn't have any uh, action on it in, until uh, a little bit uh, later as we got into that 8 o'clock hour. And I was able to uh, hook up on a nice 2-pound largemouth. So. And just kind of running along the edges there um, like a little um, fish or, or bait or whatever, bait fish kind of you know rolling through that edge of the waterline, following the waterline along. Um, and it came up there and, and hammered it. And uh, so it was nice to be able to land that fish. I like the balance. Again, those are very well-balanced rods. Heavier, obviously, so it weighs a little bit more uh, than that uh, seven-foot medium-heavy, uh, but still got a lot of nice balance to them. It feels comfortable in your hand. Um, everything else is pretty much exactly the same, just a little bit bigger in size. So, um, you know, if you get an opportunity, if you're looking for something different, know somebody looking for something different, again, a little bit more expensive, you know, that this one was in the 120, so that was on sale. But if they still got them 120, I think I paid 140 or 160 for the other one. So, but I think it's really worth the investment. Nice, uh, take care of them. They're going to last you a long time. Um, they've got an excellent warranty program with them. Um, and um, they are made in North America. So the Mojos are made in Mexico. Um, they do have some of their ones that's a little bit higher price point that are made in the U.S. Then um, they've got some of them that are made there in Mexico. But Again, I guess I'd rather have them in North America, to be honest with you. So, but great, great people up there, great company. Um, it was nice, like I said, to visit with them and, and kind of get a, a feel for their organization and, and um, you know, completely unsolicited, I guess, review or opinion of it. Just my experience with it, traveling there and then also fishing with those rods. So looking forward to seeing what we can do someday if I can hook into some of them bigger smallies around there or some of the bigger largemouth and just to see how that um, rod performs so and in closing today uh, there was um, a post i'd recently seen i think it was from the new york post that they had posted on twitter a tweet as they say uh joey galley joey galley joey gallo bothered that um you know uh that he sucked basically when he was in new york and the thing is, is like, these guys know this, that New York, going into New York, especially the Bronx, but going into New York, whether it be with the Yankees and the Mets, is a different animal. It's a different opportunity, and it's just a whole different level there. 
in New York. So you have to be able to understand that, that you're going to have to deal with this and you're going to have to deal with the negativity and the press and the fans and everything else up there. But I was really surprised that they did pick him up. Now, he, I, I tell you, I, I, I will say that Joey came from Texas, and I am a Rangers fan, and I like to have him on the team, but I felt like that he had always kind of underperformed, underwhelmed me with his play. Every once in a while, he'd come up with something good. He'd have some good hits and, and timely hits and, and drove in runs and did well for him, and other times he kind of struggled. So I'm not sure why he thought or anybody, his agent or his family or anybody around him thought that going to New York was going to be the right thing for him to do. And I think it was, you know, obviously now hindsight's 2020, but at the time I thought that was a bad idea also because it just, and for the Yankees to even pick him up because he just hadn't performed, I don't think, up to the potential, at least the hype that was there around him. So to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess I, you know I would be bothered too, but I don't think there was that necessarily at least that expectation that that he was going to do much there though either. I don't think and maybe that there was in his mind and in his in his family and coach or um, agents or whatever. But if they were being honest with him, I think and he's honest with himself. I think that you know I don't know that being on that team like that level was going to make that much difference. I think that he could have had an opportunity to stay there in Texas. Or if he was with another team at the time, let's just say that had potential with it, that you know that he could have done well there and contributed highly to it. I mean, look at them now. Texas is on a run. They've had some changes. They've changed the front office. Uh, you know, the um, uh, general manager. They've changed coaches, and you know they're doing well down there in the West or out there in the West. So, yeah, at the time they were languishing. Yeah, at the time they sucked. They were, you know, a poor organization. And unfortunately, that's where he was. But he still could have been that, you know, that big fish, per se, in that, in that little pond and, and performed very well and probably got taken care of, paid well, and really felt good about his performance. But, again, it just seems like, you know, when he underwhelmed there, underperformed there at times, I don't understand why that there was any any other expectation, you know, going there. And I don't know if a lot of people thought that was a great idea for him to for the Yankees to take him in the first place, and pay him whatever they decide to pay him. So to me, it's like, why would you even come out and say that? Why would you just not just leave it alone? Yeah, you're disappointed. I would be too. Disappointed that you didn't perform well and you had an opportunity to go with a top level team. And going by you know way back into even to the days I can recollect back in the seventies, man, they they were great, great organization. You you know, and and guys today still want to play for them. Many guys do. Still want to play for them just because of their persona and who they are. But you know. It is what it is, and you and you struggled, and now, you know, you're somewhere else and still struggling more or less, and ha- and and not doing well, and but eventually you'll get maybe hopefully somewhere where you can, and you'll play you'll perform well and play well again, and rise back up there, and be consistent, and maybe not. So anyway, my two cents, I guess, on on Joey and his. Uh, 
unhappiness with his performance while he's there. Well, that's all I've got for this week. We'll keep it short today. But I hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. You take time out of your schedule, your valuable time out of your day to listen to them. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And until next time.